are we so I so sad. I thought we were gonna talk about Murder She Wrote. I watched no, an episode. We, are. we we can still talk about Murder She Wrote and stuff like that. Yeah. We we, we can we can align those two because Anna uh, a single white female going to uh, <laughs> New England. <laughs> Anna, a 70-year-old widower, goes <laughs> to New Hampshire to solve a mystery. <laughs> Coincidence? Oh, I think not. I mean, and that mystery is called COVID, and I found the cure. <laughs> <laughs> Everything's A-okay, everyone. Yay, <laughs> It's actually, I found it in some antique perfume bottles. It was crazy <laughs> while I was antiquing in the old, the old New Hampshire. <laughs> the Shire. Yeah, I mean, I have to say, though, I guess, oh, hello, everybody. Should we say hello? Welcome Ooh, to- Ooh, is Anna the new producer? Welcome oh, to- sorry. No, she is not. Welcome to Professional Friends, <laughs> everyone. Yay! Yay! <laughs> I, August. I am your producer, Carolina Dago, and that was that was Anna Paratori. Finally, you're back. Yeah, uh, stepping on everyone's toes. Sorry, I, I just didn't want to get into it without uh, being formally introduced. <laughs> <laughs> your formal introduction. And, and John Bivacqua. Yes, John Bivacqua, coming to you live from my bedroom floor. <laughs> oh, okay. And, uh, oh, Calvin Cato, you're there. Oh, yeah, I am. Wow, thanks for remembering me. Jeez. <laughs> I didn't even know I was nominated. Thank you. She has a hard time remembering all of our names. Um, Calvin, actually, you weren't nominated. La La Land was nominated. Oh. <laughs> Once again, Hollywood goes white. Uh, what a shame. Emma Stone <laughs> the role of a lifetime. Yeah, we. I think we all spent the whole week watching Murder She Wrote. I've been doing it. Not. I'm on season three and not realizing. Really? Yeah. It's well. I mean, I haven't watched it intently. Like uh, a lot of episodes, I kind of <laughs> let in the background, except for when Leslie Nielsen comes on. That's cool. That all heartthrob. Yes. Oh well. I no, I wait. feel like Murder She Wrote is like wallpaper of shows it like goes beautifully with what you're doing <laughs> yeah <laughs> it really does it's so funny because like i guess i just never realized that this show started in 1984 so i watched like a season one episode and i was like oh my god this is so 80s like between people smoking in diners and like <laughs> <laughs> just the like crazy amounts of shoulder pads it was a lot <laughs> yeah yeah and when you watch it now it looks like it was filmed in the 1930s like anything made before <laughs> 1989 looks like a hundred years old now <laughs> yeah <laughs> i i always feel that way just because for some reason in the 80s a lot of movies period pieces came out like the sting anything robert redford did in the 80s which like somehow he always still looked like he was in the period he's in but like it just happened to like the entertainer was playing in the background it was like this merge of like <laughs> prohibition and like the 80s for some reason and a lot of these like like the natural like these like classic period pieces that couldn't feel more like they were filmed in like 1985 <laughs> right yeah <laughs> 
That is true. That's kind of the look of, of Murder, She Wrote. That's true. It, it's so true. It's interesting. And um, it was cool just because I, uh, I, I got to watch two episodes. And it was also funny, too, because you see – it's always just weird when you see actors where you're like, oh, I know you from this. And, like, they were all on Murder, She Wrote. Like, I feel like Murder, She Wrote was such a, like, through line. Like, that oh was, like, the, yeah. that Everybody... was, like, the law and order. Do you know what I mean? Like, of its yes. day. Where, like, now you watch law and order and you're like, oh, I know that actor from this. I know this actor from that. And Murder, She Wrote is, like, an older version of that. Oh, Every God, actor yeah. who ever acted has been on Murder, She Wrote. <laughs> it's, like, up-and-coming people and then people who are totally down and out. <laughs> like, you'll see, yeah. an, uh, like, an Oscar winner is playing, you know, like, the uh, town innkeeper and whatever <laughs> town like her car breaks down in and then you know naturally he ends up being the murderer because if you're an award winner you get the best part which is the murderer at the end <laughs> yeah <laughs> that is true I, I saw an episode with courtney cox in it and Ooh. yeah that was that was an interesting one wow yeah and and one where um uh, it was joaquin phoenix as a little kid and I'm like, holy crap. Because of the age that he was at the time. Yes. Well, <laughs> but remember, he, wasn't he like, didn't he grow up like in a cult when he was a little kid or something like that? So, yeah. Yeah. So, it was cult like. So it was like weird to watch him. I'm like, are you in the cult uh, currently? Because in my brain, we're in 1988 while we're watching this. <laughs> and you're like, free Joaquin, what shirt are you wearing? Free Joaquin. Yeah. His name was like Leaf or something. So of course. So I had to solve that mystery, and <laughs> <laughs> it, it's it's a fun show. It, it goes on. It, it is a very familiar, comfortable show where you know exactly. Uh, well, you don't know exactly where it's gonna go. I never get to solve it. Uh, <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. Uh, I don't know. I'm not flowery enough with my outfits. Uh, that I think that's the main <laughs> issue. Uh, if you if you see her wardrobe, you see Angela Lansbury uh, her her entire wardrobe. Every time she's wearing something that's just like a like a house dress, I feel like I've seen that like at a thrift shop. Like all of her or on clothes. John or on John, really. Yeah, in a robe form. Yeah. form. Yeah, I was gonna say it really is like John's closet exploded and then decided to solve mysteries. <laughs> it's kind of amazing. Um, she's a huge style inspiration for me. All those bright pastels and shoulder pads is what i live for <laughs> it really is the ultimate comfort show though because every episode is the same basically and she as the lead it's remarkable that she's the like you know she was the age she was as the lead of this crime show but the character itself she's like a phenomenal actress but the character itself has no like problems no like background that plays into any episode she just kind of like floats around and she never really she never seems to be in a bad mood she's like an aspirational fictional character for me because <laughs> i'm like god like i could do this go places and visit wealthy friends but i don't want to travel because i'm always in a bad mood and i have like six giant bags with me and then every time she lands in a small town to visit like one of her 57 nieces and nephews she has one tiny overnight bag she wears like 12 outfits while she's there and like three trench coats and it's one overnight bag without fail 
That's amazing. That is that wow. is an inspiration. This is what I aspire to be. Speaking of overnight bags and traveling, didn't you go to Long Island recently? <laughs> oh, <laughs> yes, I did. I went to Long Island and I went to New Hampshire, which is, I guess, the Long Island of Maine. New England. <laughs> uh, is that right? I mean, I, you know, in a weird way, like, maybe. I mean, like, it's like a depressive state that, like, no jobs are given out, but if you still have a beach house, it's great. It's <laughs> <laughs> a lot the, like Long Island. Were you near the water? Is it like a water thing? Uh, there are lakes you could go to, and there's like <laughs> um, the Hampton Beach, uh, which is kind of like one of our tackier beaches. Um, a lot of tie-dye, a lot of sea- salt taffy. Um <laughs> What you was know, the reason you went? What was the cause of your trip? You uh, just had pre- to get out? Pretty much like Max, my boyfriend, was like, hey, I can't oh. get out. Getting that under the radar, Anna. Oh, I heard yeah. We're, we're, we're going to highlight that. Mm-hmm. Oh, great. Lock and load. <laughs> Lock and load. Yeah, um, well, month, yeah, so- month five of this coronavirus, if you're still dating someone, I think they have to be your boyfriend. It's it's a rule. It's the government says. <laughs> It's actually mandated. It's the only way that we could get out of the state. <laughs> <laughs> Who is this man to you? If it's not serious enough, forget it. You're going to hitchhike to New Hampshire. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so we went. And it actually was a great ride because uh, I guess no one's on the road because no one's going anywhere anymore. Um, also, no bus. No bus because that, I feel like, would be way more nerve-wracking yeah I it's think. a little even dangerous, though right i mean i yeah i just feel like a bus you're is enclosed in a very small area and buses are already not very clean to begin with right. so i can't imagine how they're keeping up with covid because they could hardly keep up with just i don't know staying open <laughs> <laughs> i mean i did get an email from one of my my buses that i would frequent being like I know you've missed us. We'll be back soon. I was like, what? <laughs> what kind of postcard is this bus? I just happen to be thinking of my bus. It's so weird. <laughs> I'm just thinking of you and how you'd like to go to the bathroom in the smallest space ever. <laughs> no, it was it was a nice trip. We stayed with uh, my friends, Abby and Steve, and they were very nice enough to let us the room that is like in their basement that actually has a private exit and entrance oh Um, wow that's clutch it was yeah it was really dreamy because actually prior to looking into this trip i was very worried that a lot of people would not want us to stay with them for like obvious reasons and also like not everybody like has a spare room so it's like not like here's me and this guy from long island you don't know that are gonna stay on your pullout couch (laughs) right (laughs) so it was it was very convenient they had that but before that we looked into airbnbs and in new hampshire there was many but then i was like oh right it's like 95 degrees out most days so then i put in the air conditioner uh filter narrowing it down to a cool five locations in all of new hampshire oh man none of them yeah. air conditioning no. Wow. So those are the ones that did. And one of them was super depressing. Um, <laughs> it was called Giovanni's Room. 
like the sad James Baldwin novel. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> uh, but get us there. Come on, get... drop his mic. <laughs> get us to New I'm Hampshire. So Come on, you, you can do this, Anna. So you you got there after reviewing a lot of options that you told us about. All oh, right, right, right. So Giovanni's room was crazy. It was just so distracting when Calvin made that noise. That my whole story and my whole narrative went through the window. Um, did I even go to New Hampshire or was it Vermont? Um, so the whole room was sadly themed after superheroes, but it was also themed after a toddler that had passed away <gasps> from a rare chromosomian like disease so in the is room- all of this on the ad for the room oh my god yes oh god yeah wow. so it's like wow. literally like iron man like the storm and then it's like a blown up picture of the poor boy that passed away no way yes and then like a little tiny tuxedo oh that's like on a mannequin. God. This is all what? This is so tragic. I don't think this is the room you want for your getaway. No. Well, yeah, well, so- uh, more importantly, how much did it cost? Eighty-three dollars. <laughs> okay. Oh, well. <laughs> <laughs> Calvin's I mean, like, well, actually, you're like, can I borrow very Max affordable. And his dad's car and go to Giovanni's room? Um, you know, it was, it was just more, um, I, I didn't know if they were raising money for, for like that disease or like if it was like for charity and then like, then they also had another luxury suite in the attic, which was called, (laughs) which was called the New York room, which was just like a poorly painted skyline over a twin bed. (laughs) How much is that one? I think that was like forty-five. Oh, okay. So you can get away from the city to to check out the the New Hampshire the ha- skyline. Yes, the the New Hampshire version of the New York skyline. So is that what yep. we opted for? Did we pick that? Oh no, no, oh. no. Um, <laughs> the other option, the last option I had to share with you guys, was also called the Gingerbread Room, which oh. was in Joffrey, uh, New Hampshire. And this was like, we were like, we might take this. And it was uh, Christmas all year round. <laughs> no way. <laughs> you so, cannot get away from Christmas, man. It's like your elf past always comes back to true. bite you. I mean, it felt way more attractive and way less emotionally harrowing than Giovanni's room. <laughs> um, but yeah, it definitely, it like, there was like the rain. The reindeer suite, like they had like Rudolph's room. They had a lot of regulations and rules about like the hot tub and about like the usage of the barbecue, which you'd have to pay like a twenty-five deposit on, and they would oh, not God. supply coals, but you could receive a three lumps of saran wraps for three dollars. <laughs> and I was like, this is really specific. Wow. Why is this all over this page? So I like, it makes sense because uh, if if they're worried about the virus or whatever, they want to make sure you clean it off and everything. Here's the thing: in New Hampshire, it seems like no one is that worried about. It. <laughs> oh really? Wow. Were there no masks at all or anything? There was, but I wouldn't say like with my friends Amy and Carolyn. They were like, let's have a social distance gathering, and I was like, cool. So they're like, let's go to this dog park in Chumsford. And I was like, oh, that sounds fun. 
and like actually it makes sense like you know we could be outdoors and um literally everyone at the dog park was not wearing a mask i was like Ugh. whoa because it's a lot of moving around like you're getting your and, and it was like and amy was like wow this is the most dogs i've seen here and people <laughs> without masks so that was kind of nerve-wracking. Like, in a Walmart, it was pretty good. Like, everybody had their mask on. I just think, like, overall, people are not doing it unless it's, like, absolutely, like, you can't get into Walmart. Oh, wow. yeah. It all comes back to Walmart. Yeah, it always does. It always, <laughs> always. Yeah. Oh, my God. We went to Walmart, like, three times. It was great. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what you did on your vacation? <laughs> That's why you went to New Hampshire for this summer getaway? Like, we had a fire one night. That was really nice. Um, <laughs> my friend Abby is like a woman of the land. So, like, everything that she fed us, she's like, and I made this bread. And and this is from herbs from the garden. Like, she is the true Jessica Fletcher of New Hampshire. Um it sounds know. like it was really the trip of a lifetime, <laughs> I have to tell you. We did a lot of antiquing. We went to a maple farm. Um, <laughs> the antique was fun. Um, this is like everything on Murder, She Wrote, except for the murder. Yeah. <laughs> Can we get to the murder <laughs> now? Or Did someone die in the lake? Anyway. Did I mean, you find I, a body? I, was yeah, there a body dude. in the lake? I had to drive back because uh, Max uh, wanted to stay. It was so strange. <laughs> He's missing now. <laughs> um, I um I have to tell you, like I wanna, I don't want to make you feel bad about your room rooming situation, but I went to my friend's family's beach house in Long Island, and it's like this like giant, massive beach house on a private beach facing the water. With like four outdoor porch areas, and I had my own giant private room to myself. Wow! <laughs> and literally, I would wake up and like look out the window at the butterfly bush with like the sun coming <laughs> over the ocean. <laughs> it was like a full on. It really is like every wealthy person that Jessica Fletcher visits on Murder, She Wrote, when she just goes to these people's mansions. Like, that was my experience. And we wanted to, like, my friend Monica, who's family, she's been, like, um, spending quarantine time there. And she, like, it's, like, a very, like, cutesy beach town. But they're very, very active. Like, it's all... Um, you know, like, so what do you want to do today? We can uh, take the kayaks and we can, uh, you know, kayak through the Long Island Sound. Or do you want to, uh, we'll take bikes and we'll ride like uh, to the other side of the uh, the island. And then, and I was just like, or we could sit by the water and get drunk. Yeah. In cute outfits. Yeah. Which is like, you know, I'm not really a, uh, an outdoorsman. I really was not looking to go in the kayak because I was thinking, yeah, I could probably have fun in that kayak for about 30 minutes and then spend another 25 minutes thinking, all right, I'm about done. And, you know, my friend's was very outdoorsy and she would have had me in that kayak for like two hours. And, you know, my all white outfit with sun hat and parasol was not really kayak friendly. Oh God. And it doesn't. And there's no matching life vest. So it was not especially, <laughs> especially good for me. 
but it was kind of like the being out of the city oh, for man. like it was oh my god it was like such a uh like the ultimate corona escape and you know what it was kind of at points i mean we had a great time we were just spending time together and i've seen her the most of anyone i know during this whole um quarantine experience but it like the the town itself they they've reopened like outdoor areas and stuff but it was kind of sad because it's this like you know twilight zone version of what this town normally is in the summer like few a lot fewer people and a lot of restrictions that you can't even keep track of and everyone's walking around in masks like at these places where normally everyone's just you know strolling through like main street and going to the cafes and instead it's like they had like arrows where you could walk and like like all these you know these recommendations that all of a sudden you look down and you're like oh shit i'm standing in the wrong spot and i don't think i'm supposed to be here this is like corona anxiety like there's so much to like that you have to play catch up with constantly you know yeah well you could always go to new hampshire and throw them all out the window and maybe sometimes <laughs> put on your mask. I mean, like that, when, when Max and I arrived, we were like, whoa. So socially it felt like a, a strange new world. Like everybody, like people wanted to shake our hands and we're like, whoa. Um, and they're like, yeah, it doesn't affect us here. Um, and I'm like, well, it, it still does. But like um, we went to a bar. No way. Indoor? No. Indoors. <gasps> no. Wait, no. Okay, I have follow oh questions for sure. Yeah. Wow. Now you gotta quarantine yourself again. <laughs> yeah. Well, so what what happened Anna, was we can't talk for two weeks. Yeah, I'm sorry, Anna. All you gotta right. hang out. You're like even through the phone. <laughs> um, so uh for the most part you could always do outdoor seating, but outdoor seating now is like weirdly like oh, wow, you're, like, taking this corona serious. Like, we went ah. to, yeah, we went to one restaurant, and I was like, hey, can we sit outdoors? And they're like, no, we can't push the tables together. And I was like, that's really strange. Wow. Um, um okay, bye, I guess. And they were like, kind of like, whatever. Because it doesn't matter, because, like, me being, like, hypersensitive in their mind to a global pandemic is, like, they're like, no, no, no foul. Like someone else will come and love to sit inside. Um, right. So that was really strange, like having that option and seeing just how much people were taking it. You know what? I, you you better stay away from us for at least the next six months because <laughs> you've got a lot and you've got a lot more than COVID now. Well, like when we, well, thankfully it was a bar's uh, grand opening that opened during that crazy storm that we all had on Tuesday. Oh, okay. Perfect um, time to open open. One of Abby's roommates' girlfriends was the barmaid there and it was a <laughs> 20s themed extravaganza where she had to take on a false identity and she was known as Frenchie. Okay. All right. Wow. Yeah. So this is getting back to Murder, She Wrote. Yeah. Okay. okay. We're finally back on solving this. I don't know. Wait, we're... The mystery is what did I order to drink? <laughs> <laughs> How did it feel? How did you feel to be inside? I mean, I haven't been inside anywhere in like, you know, six months. Yeah. I guess. yeah. <laughs> Whatever. Uh, it definitely felt like 
it when we when we first arrived like almost like ooh we're like breaking all the rules like it almost felt like we were like doing something wrong um yeah yes you know (laughs) (laughs) yes yes absolutely (laughs) although it was sort of like sadly for Frenchie like a private party because no one was arriving and she was like sorry about that guys and we're like no this is great like otherwise that would have been really overwhelming and so although there was like one group because you could watch because it was speakeasy so like there's like a see-through glass that the customers on the other side that are trying to like be with the telephone and answer some stupid riddle um we can watch them look dumb and not know how to do it. <laughs> um, so the great thing about that was you could watch that. But like I watched like these like it was like Floridians like kind of people like that. <laughs> what does that mean? Yeah. Just like people like from Florida. Like they didn't want to like Frenchie had to be like, you know, can you please put on your mask? And they were kind of like, why? Like, it's fine. Um, so I feel really bad for like a lot of people that are COVID conscious and are in New Hampshire because it's like, you're getting so much aggression thrown at you for just merely practicing safety. Um, Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So that's kind of like the interesting thing about being there that you're like, and, and they were kind of talking about how they're like, Oh, I don't, I don't envy anyone's job in hospitality right now because things escalate so quickly when they're like i want to be here i want to drink i want to i want to eat but i don't want to wear a mask and like it's a poor 17 year old who's like the server at like applebee's who's like but you really need to wear a mask and now i'm crying and my shift is almost (laughs) over so that i mean the mystery of of why masks are i don't know feminine in new hampshire (laughs) and in many states still plagues me to this day I mean, in the the outdoor like beach pier places we were at, they even had plastic up in between the tables. And when we checked in for a table outside, they were like, "Okay, so your name and number." And I'm like, "Oh, is there a wait?" And they're like, "No, we need your name and number in, for contact tracing, just in wow. case." Wow, that's really and we literally good. we were just gonna sit outside for oysters. Like it was so non committal and we were in an open air space and they still wanted our information there was really something dystopian about that because i just assumed it was because there was a wait and they were going to give us a buzzer or something you know like those are the pre that's our pre-corona lifestyle but now it's like just give us all your information so you can sit here for 30 minutes i mean is that anything different than how things usually go in america they're like i'm gonna go on any of the things on the internet oh there goes all my information i mean it's just part of the course i think yeah, it's but that sounds more natural because I know my friend in Philly. He was talking about how um, when he was first going back to like um, restaurants, that the restaurants they did the same thing. They were doing contact tracing stuff, and you couldn't even get a physical menu. You had to like do like one of those QR codes, and that would p- pull up what their menu was. So you guess pull wow. up the menu on your phone, and then look at the menu, and then tell the waiter or waitress what you wanted. That's wild. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. I got my haircut and I had to sign a thing that said I hadn't had symptoms in two weeks. And then I go in there and they have all everything all set up. I, my, I had to show up with my hair wet and 
the it was a virtual oh, wow. haircut <laughs> yeah it was a tele haircut they did it over zoom they talked you through it <laughs> and then we both wore masks while she cut my hair and she's like telling me like yeah we uh we have two teams of people who work here and we get tested every week so that way if for some reason someone gets infected the, the, the other team is totally fine uh and, and then we just continue doing that. We have everyone's email. So, yeah, it, it made me feel better. And I I was totally fine with that. I, I, I know it's like a lot of extra work. And uh, but what if like one person comes in and then everyone gets sick? And then like, you know, it, it's a the, I think it's probably I know it kind of sucks to have your information out like that. But if you're going to like, that's the thing, like if you're going to go get your haircut, they're like, well, you just have to do this if you want to come to us. And I was. I was totally fine with that. And plus, your hair looks amazing. Yeah, I know, girl. Yeah. I mean, not like now, but. Is that why you told that story? Yeah. <laughs> I was fishing. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. It's too early to make my hair look nice now. But man, it looked awesome for like two days. And... <laughs> no, I believe it because I, I feel like because you've been just letting it do its own thing over this. Uh, quarantine it looks healthier than it's looked yeah i'm sure with that trim it's just <laughs> it's like little like well, i don't know what are they called button curls now <laughs> maybe we curls. should Ringlet. just do a whole second show about carolina's Ooh, hair i mean good yeah so much content good bitch <laughs> i know i know it's like always that thing where everyone has their own story and i'm like oh me 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 i got my own uh, uh following policy story i know that's that's so interesting now amongst friends <laughs> which leads me back to that episode of murder she wrote uh, i think anna and i actually recently discussed this one because it's so distinctive and without fail if i'm watching a repeat of murder she wrote it's this episode where she goes and it's like the beauty convention it's kind of like a play on Mary Kay cosmetics and like it's totally ridiculous and naturally it's like her former student happens to be working for the corporation and having an affair with the CEO and then of course her former student is a secret call girl like high end prostitute sex worker yeah. and she's murdered and then naturally Jessica goes to the lab where they make the lipsticks because she recognized the lipstick used in the murder when the when when the murderer like marked up the victim. I mean, although Jessica also dressed up as the knockoff Mary Kay lady and arrived to the lipstick lab. Um, yes, so posing as a saleswoman. Correct. Yes. Mm -hmm. So she went undercover as a very likely profession for a woman in her 70s. This episode was <laughs> so important when I watched it. I actually wrote it down to make sure everyone would watch it. It was season two, wow, really? episode 12, because I thought Whoa. I was watching I didn't it. even know that. Yeah, I know. Wow, we all see? That's the episode to watch. That one sums up the absurdity of murder yes. she wrote that's the summation of this entire show you can't get any more ridiculous than that episode it really is it is an insane leap that somehow she figured out the murder because of a lipstick randomly it was it's just one of those things that's why you can't solve the murder sometimes because it's so it's a crazy leap to to get to 
and then find I don't know how any of this holds up in court. But <laughs> Um, and there's a lot of it's kind of a, a sexier episode. There's not a lot of sex on Murder She Wrote. It really predates the whole Law and Order SVU version of a crime show because the fact that there's the twist that the girls a uh, prostitute for that um, organization, that agency. It's like a secretary's agency, and then Jessica's like, "How long was she really a prostitute?" I mean, they didn't do that on Murder She Wrote in like 1985. That's a that's an that's a Olivia Benson SVU moment. <laughs> I I vaguely recall the only thing I don't remember because it's been so many episodes is actually who did it. But maybe I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't know. We should spoil it anyway. So it was it was the lipstick, right? I think it was the, the lipstick, lipstick did it. Yes, I knew it. <laughs> no, but it it was her sugar daddy. He who owned the lipstick company. He was right, the one that did it because right. he was driven into a jealous passion because she was sending tokens to like a a would be actor who was in a Shakespeare show, and he found out <laughs> and he couldn't live with it. So he went, so he went to her, her beautiful penthouse that he pays for, and he said, well, "Jessica, uh, whatever her name was, girl that <laughs> Jessica knew from high school, because weirdly she was your English teacher, and that's the link. Um, what are you doing? Like I'm paying you to be with me, and then." I don't know. He killed her, I guess. And then for some reason, he decided to like put the lipstick all over her face, like a portrait of her. Anna, maybe you could use this episode for audition. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Was it that dynamic of a description? <laughs> I was riveted. Yeah. I mean, I especially enjoyed that episode because... Uh, I I was pretty drunk, and Max weirdly loves Murder She Wrote because uh, Max is also a 85 year old woman, um, and that's why we went antiquing so much. Um, but after we watched it, I was like, "Can I give you a makeover?" And he was drunk enough to let me. <gasps> no so- way! Pictures, pictures. How did yeah. how did it come out? I think he looked very pretty. Um, but he, <laughs> he was um, he, the only place that he drew the line. I was like, Max, what if we just put you in a little dress and they could truly be an '80s woman call girl who might be murdered by a jealous CEO? And um, he was like, I don't know. I have my beard. I just feel like if we're gonna do it. I need to shave off my beard. I just <laughs> and I was like, I don't know. I kind of like drag with a beard. That's that's me. And he's like, I don't like it. I just I feel like if I'm gonna go all out, I should go all out. And I was like, this is the drunkest. And this murder she wrote episode has really set the tone for this to even work in my favor. Like I was like, I don't think this is ever gonna happen again. So I'm just gonna put this little headband on you. <laughs> this is what couples do apparently when they run out of quarantine activities. <laughs> when there's no more bread to bake um, and sex put... to be had, <laughs> they put on murder she wrote <laughs> and get into drag. After he took the pictures, he was like, "I'm not going to regret this, am I?" I was like, <laughs> <laughs> "That's where we should go because I want to see it." <laughs> Seriously, yes, it's it. That's it. <laughs> Thanks for listening to us ramble. Send us love, support, and topics by sliding into our DMs on Instagram at Professional Friends Podcast. 
And don't forget to leave us a review and give us five stars. It really helps with our self-esteem. See you next week.